It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. This is the Unplayable Podcast brought to you by MasterCard. On today's episode, we review the first ODI between Australia and India the BBL debut of A.B. De Villiers and take a quick fire look at how each Big Bash club is going this season. Here to get through all that, uh, we are very fortunate to be joined by Sydney Sixers spinner Steve O'Keefe. G'day Steve. Thanks for having me. Pleasure. Uh, let's get straight into it. Our MasterCard a moment of the week. Let you go first. It's hard to look past the Aussies thumping win over India. Um, for mine, it was the Aaron Finch 100. Probably, you know, looking back on his form going into it, wasn't hitting the ball also well for the Renegades um, but to go over there and make a statement with the big hundred as captain and lead that team from the front um, chasing down that total I thought was so amazing so he gets my MasterCard moment magic moment of the day is that what that is that's spot on uh, my MasterCard moment it's going to be a game you featured in Marcus yeah. Dornis getting a BBL high score of 147, the biggest in the tournament. So you were out there how many sixes did he hit you for? Hit me, hit me for one in the second over uh, uh, none after that, but uh, I had a great first-hand view at short third man <laughs> of balls or missiles just going into the crowd. It almost seemed like it didn't matter where you bowled to him. Um, yeah, pretty. I, I haven't seen anything like it in a T20 game. Is there anything you can do? To, I mean, you couldn't, but... Probably do everything different. Had, we got asked that. They're like, what would you do different? I'm like, probably everything. <laughs> right arm leg spin. <laughs> yeah. Uh, look, I think we, we had a you know, discussion, as it always is, when you're on the receiving end of something like that, your discussions tend to be a little bit longer in reviewing than when, say, you win. Um, I think, you know, it was, a, it was between choice and execution. I think at times we got the right choice right, maybe didn't execute, and sometimes we executed the wrong choice, you know, so... It's one of those games, isn't it? I don't think we bowled all too amazingly well. That's all across the board. Um, but when it, when a team's none for 100, you haven't taken early wickets, they get a bit of a licence from 13, 14 overs to keep going. Uh, and, and him and Hiltz did an amazing job. So, you know, tip of the cap to them. Um, you know, they're, they're by far and away the best team in the comp at the moment and they showed us why. All right, let's look at last night's win. Australia over India in Mumbai. India posting 255 and Australia getting there. With no wickets lost, none down. Dave Warner scoring 128, not out. Aaron Finch, your Mastercard Man of the Week, 110, not out. That's the biggest partnership in one-day cricket ever against India. I'm not sure many people saw that one coming. No, I, I mean I was. I tried to stay up and watch a little bit of it at the end of the night, and I mean the wicket looked okay, but the, you know the Aussie bowlers were rolling their fingers on it. There was a little bit of spin. I think our spinners bowled pretty well, um, so I thought, geez, this might be, you know, a little bit more difficult. Um, as the game wore on. Now, Australia won the toss and bowl first, didn't they? Mm. Which is pretty interesting because the second wicket stand was 120-plus, wasn't it? So yeah. you you, know, you could have been questioning that. Maybe there's a little bit in that, knowing that the wicket maybe with, I don't know if it gets a bit dewy there and speeds up. Yeah, you know, it looked like it in the second innings. Yeah, yeah. You know, skids onto the bat nicely. So, um, you know, in saying that, I mean, what a statement to make. You know, the last time we played India, they came out here, they... You know, thumped us at home in a test, first time they'd ever done that. So the Australian team, cricket team, has got a point to prove and I think there's no louder statement than, 
you know, rubbing it in their nose, none down uh, in their own backyard. So, you know, pretty impressed and happy and proud to be an Australian this morning seeing that result. Adam Zampa, fellow spinner, mm. got your mate Virat out. Yeah. It was a good catch, that wasn't Six it? like a bully, caught that, yeah, plucked it out of the air. He did, yeah. I mean, that's the thing with those good plays, isn't it? When you, you get like half a chance like that, you've got to make it stick. You'd put anything behind it. You'd catch that in your teeth if you could because <laughs> you, you won't get too many more. Um, but like I said, I think the spinners did a, you know, a reasonably good job at shutting it down. Ashton Agar took a good wicket to break that partnership uh, going forward. And then, um, you know, they were reasonably economical when you think about Australia running them down in 38 or 39 overs or whatever it was. Yeah, and they uh, didn't even let the debutante, Manish Labashain bat. Yeah, how many times would that happen? You yeah, bat four and you don't debut. Yeah, that's, I don't know. Oh, you're the stats man. Can't yeah, I might have to look, yeah. look that one up. There was yeah. all this talk about whether he was going to bat three or four. four. We, we still don't know. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> good point. Um, I think he was listed to come in at, uh, at four, four, yeah. Yeah, I think Smudge is... It'll be the last time Smudge ever gives away the number three spot ever. Tough so to displace. He, yeah, he's, he's going to hold on to that, I think. And they also went with Cambridge and over Josh Hazelwood. There was all this talk about the big three going to play their first one day together in 14 months. But mm. Richardson got the nod, and I guess because of his abilities at the end of an innings. Yeah, I mean, he's got, you know what, like, I think they're both quality bowlers. Like, you've seen how well Kane's bowled in the T20 tournament consistently. Um, you know, Josh Hazelwood hasn't played a lot of one-day cricket recently, but we saw when he came back to the Big Bash and he's steaming and, you know, he's bowling. He's seeing him down 140. That's as quick as I've seen him bowl in those last couple of games for the mm-hmm. Big Bash. You know, went at less than 20, took a wicket, was hard to get away. And he's got some tricks up his sleeve as well. I think, um, you know, they've gone with Kane at the start and he's bowled, you know, very well. So um, I guess they're good problems to have. I just know that the quality of someone like Josh Hazel, once he gets an opportunity, he'll show us why he should be there or why he wants to be there. Um, but while you've got three or four good quicks running around, it's, you know, certainly gives a few headaches to Cracker or Trevor Hones. Um, but for a team's perspective, it's pretty exciting. Yeah, I think the commentators were saying that uh, the Indian team was uh, a little bit experimental. Yeah. Uh, probably wasn't their strongest 11, especially yeah. the way... It's composed, yeah, um, but they're certainly going to be picking their full-strength squad now for the next game, which is on Friday in Rajkot, uh, looking for an Indian bounce back big time. Absolutely. No, you don't, yeah, you don't keep, I think they've just poked the bear, haven't they? Yep. So I expect them to come back, um, you know, well, you can only improve on a 10-wicket loss, can't you? So <laughs> I, I expect so. them to improve. Hopefully, <laughs> Take <another> one. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> one down next time, yeah. Give Marnus a bit. That game is on Friday, 7.30 Australian Eastern Daylight Savings Time on Fox Cricket and streamed on KO Sports. Uh, before that game, the BBL was in action and the Brisbane Heat took on the Adelaide Strikers and it was the debut, another debut, mm-hmm. this time of A.B. De Villiers. Mm-hmm. Uh, he scored 40 off 32 balls and a comfortable win by the home side, the Heat. Uh, how, how exciting is it to have A.B. De Villiers in the BBL? Oh, it's unbelievable. I mean, he's the, you know, probably... Well, Growing up in batters in other teams, he was—he's always been my favourite to watch. Um, you know, I remember at the SCG, got that—you know, hundred in the World Cup, mm. which was off about twelve balls or something, wasn't it? <laughs> he was slog sweeping quicks. Um, you know, I, I, I love watching that guy bat. And if you know, the more that we can int- introduce these big name players, you know, who cares how much it costs? You know, throw the kitchen sink at them, yep. get them over here because that's what people want to see. That's who players want to play up against. Um, we want our best overseas in the world playing here um, and it's just such a feather in the cap of the BBL and Cricket Australia and the heat that they were able to get a guy of that quality here um, and he's showing his colours already and he got him, got him over albeit a small run chase but um, you know that can be sometimes tricky and 
uh, you know, they've, they've been blessed with their overseas, haven't they? Benton hit 350s yeah. in his time. Uh, Zahir Khan's Zahir Khan's okay, isn't he? Yeah, he yeah. bowls, you know, mystery leg spinners. He's a genius as well. And then they've got, <laughs> and then, you know, to boot, they've got Jimmy Pattinson, who, you know, is on fire at the moment as well. So yeah. Took Pfeiffer. Yeah, Lazy Five, yeah. Yep. He's yeah. Uh, a lot of them, a couple of them down the leg side. Yeah. When they're going no, your way. Yeah, you don't need to paint a picture, as they always say. That's right. It? It's, it's all out on the scorecard, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah. Um, but, you know, he's only playing the back end of the tournament, A.B. De Villiers, uh, yeah. and I guess it is a long tournament and doesn't yep. quite have the pay packet of something like the IPL. Yeah. But even if you can get these guys over for just half the tournament, oh. it just reinvigorates the competition. No-brainer. And, you know, from my point of view as a player, I mean, you you know, you, you are well looked after as a cricketer. You know, your career can be long or short or whatever, but I, I just don't think... That, well, I don't personally, in personal opinions, I don't mind if we find ways to subsidise these guys' income to get them over to play and grow the game, get more bums on seats. You know, I know our game... We played the heat, and as soon as there was an announcement that, that AB de Villiers was playing, our heat sales at home went up. Now, mm. albeit they didn't quite understand <laughs> the fans that he wasn't playing that game, he was at the back end. Yep. But even the name and knowing that he was able to come and play just created a stir and an interest, and people were ask, asking questions. So, um, you know, there's, there's, uh, there's also other players out there in the world like him that we need to be able to try to attract. And um, as I said, you know, I'm, sound like a broken record but let's Get try him. to keep getting them in here yeah because the BBS had some fantastic names you look at Jacques Callis and Joss Butler and Andre Russell Joe uh, Root Joe Root English captain yeah, yeah. So Owen Morgan Owen Morgan yeah James Vince Tom Curran for the Sixers that's yeah, right can't yeah. forget them yeah. Michael Lum <laughs> Michael Lum yeah he hung around didn't he for nine years yeah. he is part of the furniture but this is the first year he's not been here in some capacity um, and the West Indies guys like Pollard and yeah, just oh, they're exciting to watch. R- Rashid Khan, he's the best T Twenty bowler in the world. Rashid so. Khan, yeah, and we got Carlos Brathwaite as well. Jason Roy was here, remember? Jason Roy couldn't hit a run for us, and then his first game for Australia for England, he made 180 at the MCG That's right. off 100 balls. Well, yeah, well, thanks for that, Jero. I think we were the net session. He was just his, warming up. Yeah. <laughs> he was just warming up. Uh, so the Brisbane Heat, they've moved into four spot of that win. We're going to go through each club, spend two and a half minutes on each club. I'm going to get the timer out. Good. Uh, Rapid fire, uh, because we're all, as we record this, uh, each team nine games in. Mm. uh, And the table as it stands, we've got the stars out on top, nine wins, nine games, eight wins, and just the one loss. And then it's the Sydney Sixers, your Sixers, Mm. followed by the Scorchers, Heat, Strikers, Thunder, Hurricanes, and Renegades, the top five get through and first and second get two bites of the cherry and it's pretty compact at the moment I mean you look at uh, two uh, the, the sixes they're on 12 points and you go uh, down to six they're on nine so mm. winning a bit there each and even the Hurricanes down there on six points uh, with that fifth spot getting into the finals mm. they're certainly willing to I think the Renegades we'll get to them in a little bit um, at our nine fair to say lot, yeah you know you just out. well yeah it's going to be hard work for him to come back from there, isn't it? All right, let's start with the Adelaide. We're going to go alphabetical order. Let's start with the Adelaide Strikers. Uh, and they've got an interesting run home. They've got uh, the Heat at home, so they're going to have to take on A.B. De Villiers. Mm-hmm. Hurricanes away, Stars at home, Scorchers away, and then the Hurricanes at home. Um, what do you like? What do you seen about the Strikers this year? Well, I'm really going to – I'm excited to see the next game, Heat, and see De Villiers and Khan up against each other and how they play that. You know, Rashid, they've always been using, you know, and over in the power play and over through the middle and maybe if they lose a wicket – you know, get him to sort of change the momentum of the game. Um, he hit his first ball for four against him last night. Yeah, right. There you go. So, <laughs> yeah. Might be some payback. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think, uh, you know, what I like about the strikers at the moment is the likes of 
uh, Wells, mm-hmm. uh, who's been just unbelievable through the middle. Um, I think, you know, if they're looking at Australian honours, I think he's a guy who, you know, over the last two years has been a bit of a thorn in most teams' side. You feel like you get on top, wrestle back momentum, and then he's the sort of guy that'll come out and counter-punch. But he's got shots all around the ground, hitting 360. So I like their batting um, with him who's holding it together. Um, and then their quicks. Look, they have missed the likes of Nessa and Siddle at the start of the tournament, but they're back mm-hmm. bowling really well. And you throw them in with the likes of, you know, Agar and Rashid and the start of the tournament we thought these guys were the pinnacle or the team that we thought were going to push us the hardest so um you know i'm going to see them playing some good cricket building momentum to play their best cricket at the back end yeah i think that their batting order has been a bit chop and change too because they haven't had head for the test summer now they lose carry yep uh, once they get that consistency through the middle order because you've got weather order at the top head coming up the top as well uh salt short geez he hit some great shots last night um and these are we haven't seen a lot of cam white either yeah you mentioned some of the fast bowlers uh New South Wales own Harry Conway and uh, and Big Billy as well. So they've got certainly got some bowling stocks well, there. Well, yeah, the bowling stocks are there, aren't they? But, um, you know, like you said, you've got the likes, you know, if Weatherall gets off to the starts, which he does, I mean, he's, you know, he's averaging 30-plus this year, strike rate of 150. Mm. Um, you know, what you need from those guys, though, is your match-winning performances, like he got against the Scorchers, where he made a good 80 um, and, and was able to, you know, steer the ship and get that score above 180, because you do need stores like that at home. And given their run... Home, they do have two games, uh, three games, um, yeah. uh, of you know, at home, uh, which they're going to need to score 180. And when you score 180, you need the likes of Weatherwood at the top getting run. So that's to me is going to be the key. And Rashid Khan. And well, yeah. yeah. Can we have we forgotten about him? We could do the whole thing. He's a genius. Yeah. We know what he brings to yeah. the table. Okay, Brisbane Heat uh, again. Boosted by A.B. DeVos and James Pattinson, um, who's back after the test summer. Uh, they're in fourth spot. Uh, and, um, yeah, they've got... I was worried at the start of the season they were they were bash or nothing, mm. trying to hit as many sixes. But when you've got DeVos in there now, who can manipulate the game so well, it just bounces out that order so well. Absolutely. I mean, that's, that was always been their criticism, hasn't it? They come in and they, you know, they're prepared to lose big to sort of win big. Whereas I think now under Darren Lehman, you know, there's a little bit more sense or thought or consciousness going into their batting, you know, taking the right risk and taking on the right bowlers. That's not to say that you you want to curb the likes of Lynn or cutting the guys who go um, after the ball. You still there's still a massive threat like that. But they've certainly been bolstered with the likes of Renshaw, who's yeah. batted really, really well um, through the middle. We, we talked about Banton and his 350s, um, you know, and he's getting re- replaced with the likes of De Villiers, who, again, I think will, as we saw last night, will add an element of control to their batting lineup, which they will need. So I see them as a massive threat um, mm. moving forward. They've got, again, a couple of games at home. They've got the two games in a row. Uh, they p- do play well at home. Um, so... You know, maybe you can touch on their bowling. Well, yeah, their bowling. Uh, I think uh, with with Zahi Khan, he's such a weapon for them. Mitch Swepson as well, the spin attack up there. You know, normally associate pace and bounce with the Gabba, but they've been getting such rewards out of their spinners. Absolutely. And uh, and you've got James Pattinson there bowling rapid as well. Uh, yeah. I, it's a fairly well-rounded attack. And Ben Loughlin's been out with injury, the BBL's highest wicket taker. Yeah. It, they've got options there absolutely and you, you you're also the guys like josh layla who came off last year only probably played the back two two thirds of the year you know took 20 plus wickets and this year again he's taking big wickets i think he's up to 11 now from nine matches 
Um, just adds a you know a different element to their bowling. Left armer. He's got some good change ups. Not express pace, but you know pretty experienced. He's starting to play all around the world now in the T20 tournaments. And um, probably the surprise packet in their bowling is Renshaw, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, right. he's been able to pick up four wickets at the start of the tournament in those power plays. Uh, I know he knocked over Husey for us. Um, he knocked over Nick Maddinson against the Stars. So. Being able to squeeze those overs out, you're just trying to squeeze them out and then he picks up wickets. It just helps in the back end when you're bowling and they're six, seven down instead of being three or four down and still going hard. So, How yeah. is Matt Renshaw getting wickets? Seriously? Well, yeah. I, I mean, That's I didn't want to say it, but he's... <laughs> so. He's not a part-time bowler. He's casual. He's, ca- he's, he's got, almost an intern. He is literally getting more minutes every Work game experience. he plays, isn't he? He's, he's just... I mean, he's, if it's not taking catches, he's getting wickets. If he's getting wickets, he's doing that silly little dance. <laughs> uh, if he's not doing that, he's out there slogging going at 150. So, he's... Uh, yeah, he's going all right. Yep. And, uh, of course, the big match, uh, Sixers versus Heat, when you've got A.B. DeVos against Steve Smith, who looks like he's going to play that game. Hopefully, Josh Hazelwood. Hopefully, Nathan Lyon. So wow. This is... This that's is, a big That's game. exciting. Hopefully, Steve O'Keefe. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's, yeah, that was... Uh, you said that first, I think. That was you? a lot yeah, first one, yeah, just mumbled it. Okay, uh, Hobart Hurricanes. They're sitting in seventh spot now with uh, three wins and six losses. Um, what do you make of them? They've got uh, the, only the two home games left. One of those games is in Launceston. Uh, hasn't been the greatest season for the Kane train. No, just lacked some big scores, haven't they, from the blokes. Um, you know, obviously Darcy's gone now, but they've just lacked some big, important scores from the rest of their batters, I think, going through. You know, they've got guys who've got 40s and 50s and averaging in the 20s. But, um, I mean, they've got the potential to do that. We know that. We saw that last year. I mean, they were runaway favourites, weren't they? If it was a, this final system last year, you know, they would have had a couple of cracks at it. Um, but unfortunately, I think they've just lacked a little bit of consistency with their batting. Um, you know, they're not on their own there. Um, but, you know, you look through the likes of McDermott, who's played T20 cricket. George Bailey's really experienced. Um, they've got the left-handed Jewel up there, who's, you know, a good sweeper and manoeuvre of the ball, sweeping, um, playing spin. So, you know, it is there. It just hasn't come together quite yet as a group. But to say they're a write-off, I wouldn't certainly wouldn't be saying that. I'd say that, as we talked about, anyone from fifth and sixth down is still a good opportunity to get into those finals. Oh yeah, and if you've got if Wade and Short come back together at the top of the order, they were so yeah, dynamic it's a last side. year. Yeah, uh, you need some. I think Ben McDermott, uh, he's yeah. got so much. You always think he's going to come out there and belt them. It just hasn't quite got that big score yet. Uh, yeah. Caleb Jewell's been fairly impressive at the top order. He's only averaging 19, but um, he's looked good. I think what they're they haven't got much out of David Miller. Ninety-one runs in nine games. Twenty-five. I think they've just yeah. found they found it hard where to fit these guys in. I, yeah. mean, I was listening to the Thunder game and they had them come in a bit later in the innings, uh, just trying to f- figure out a way of get them to maybe finish off games uh, and play them. And I, look, I just know that say with the Sixers lineup that we have, we try and keep us consistent, give guys an opportunity in that spot to develop a role for themselves, rather than move them in and around. I think the only times it'll change is might be Tom Curran might come in a bit higher at six. For us, because I think ultimately with T20 cricket and your batting, you want your best batters facing as many balls. Yeah. Because if you're at the top of the order and you get to 40 off 35 and then you're in, you know, like a Hilton Cartwright or a Marcus Stoinis, you can you can go as hard as you like mm. and then you can really showcase your talents. It's really, really hard for any batter to come in and just be able to finish off an innings. Um, so who knows what we'll see next tomorrow. I, but I, I'd assume that, you know, they might go back to basics and just get their best batters at the top. The likes of Miller... Uh, yeah. McDermott and get him and up there yeah I agree. they've also been stung with injury with losing Meredith and Faulkner two of their experienced bowlers and wicket takers and 
game well, breakers. I so. mean, yeah, that's. I mean, that's that's you know, Meredith is bowling absolute thunderbolts at the moment. I think yeah. Clivey Rolls is good. Uh, is good also, and, and Scotty Boland stepped up into it. Chris Ahmed, geez, he caused us headaches last time we played. So, um, you know, a mix of you know, two games at home, they do play well there, but three on the road is going to be tough for them. Okay, the Renegades. Uh, don't need to look at the table for this one. They're oh and nine. I actually can't believe this. Yeah, I mean, it's... T20 game, you can swing on one performance, but you would have thought with that lineup, Sean Marsh would have got 100 or yeah. someone would have taken a fire well, it's it just, just doesn't happen. It, it's amazing, isn't it? Because there's so many games that, you know, 50-50 games, sometimes you come out on top and you, you do that. It's just the close ones, they haven't been able to get over the line and then they've had those thumping games, which happens in this game, where they just get blown off the park, you know, and um, put in your box a little bit. So, yeah, I went, like you just would not have predicted that with their team. No. You know, it's I picked it to be in the final finals. Again. <laughs> yeah, there you go. So you know, you you, you how, how do you predict that? I mean, if you can go, you can go through and analyze um, their numbers and stats, and you'd you'd look at it and you'd think, you know what? There's a there's a couple of guys in there who've scored over 200 runs. Webster scored over 200 runs. Sean Marsh has scored, scored over 300. Yeah, well, there you go. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah, so over 300 runs. Um, you know, there's guys in there who are doing okay. I think you know, I think probably where they've missed a trick. Um, guys just probably not being as effective as what they were last year. Mm. You know, Harris is probably not fired for him at the top. Um, Christian's, you know, gets a massive role. He's got a bowl at the death and bat at the death. You know, he was wit- he was winning him games single handedly last year, and Harper was doing the same. So, yeah. um, I think Ricky Ponting made a good point the other night that last year that they only had two guys who made fifty, right. and this year, uh, Bo Webster's made two, Shaw Marshall's made two. Uh, Finch has made two. Right. Sam Harper's got one. Yeah. Last year was more of a team effort. effort yeah, uh, everyone contributing. But now it seems like there's only it's a couple of guys. One will go, go, go well, and, and the it's rest a little bit similar. The wickets. Um, Cam Richardson's the only one in double figures there, uh, and the next best is Cameron Boyce. Um, yeah. So it's just uh, and uh, and Richard Gleeson who was going to ten and over. So yeah. tough for them. I mean, they've, they've got the Thunderer um, in Canberra. And they go to play the Heat. heat it's going to be a tough game. Hurricanes <laughs> down there. The Sixers up here, and then uh, they get to go to the Heat again. Yeah, so oh, they, they've they got play the Heat. So it's really um, twice. But look, the thing with this is you can you can lose nine, but you can also if you do get a good run and do get momentum and a quality team like that, you can start to build momentum back your way. You can like an over of you know get it for a couple of fours. You get a wicket, you swing the momentum back your way. You know a couple of guys again go off and they have that team performance that. Ricky Ponting talked about. I think they're going to take a few wins away from teams. Will they make the finals? Probably not. But yeah. I think, you know, under Michael Klinger, who's a really optimistic young coach, I think he'll be spurring this team on to go right. You know, they've got six games to go. They want six wins or five games to go. They want five wins, yeah. uh, and see where that leaves them. You can only go up from here. <laughs> you can can you though? Can you, well, you can keep going down from here. You can't go. Well, you can stay. You can stay. Uh, I reckon they're going to be a nuisance team. They're going to be one. You know. In these last couple of games, where teams are going to try and get into the five, and there's yeah, they're playing on pressure, and the Renegades are like, you know what, they're just you know they're playing for contracts and just going, well, our season's done. You play with that freedom, and you you have one of those chats at the end, and you're like, oh, why couldn't we do that during the middle of the year, you know? So um, now they're crosstown rivals uh, at the other end of the table, isn't it? Another debutant coach. Yes, T Hussey. I did say that to him the other night. I'm like, you know, this is just this is the this is easy. This is the game, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and they've got the Scorchers at home. They're going to go over to Scorchers Perth and play away. them. They're right. going to play the Sixers against you guys. The Strikers away, and they finish off um, at home against the Heat. So uh, they've got a tough draw. I mean, you look at that, and you you know you think the Scorchers. Well, they're all they're all in the top five. Those teams, aren't yeah. they? So so I mean, that's 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 a tough ride. Um, 
for the Stars home. And as we just said, you know that they are they are playing champagne cricket at the moment. They are, mm. It's just everything just seems to be coming off. You know they've been able to get the best out of guys who have been question marks. You know Harris, who's come into the team. Oh, where's he? He's been amazing. Yeah, I mean, yep. and even get the most out of Hinchcliffe when we played him the other night. You know they've got a left arm leg spinning option. Um, you know Larkin's done well at the top of the order, getting him home against the Thunder. Yeah. Um, you know Maxwell, and then you got Cartwright who's moved over, and you know it's it's there's just so much across the paddock. They've got Madison who's injured, who'll come back. Dunk, you know, he's been brewing in the field, and you know we know what he can do with the bat. So you just look at their lineup, one to eleven. There's no real weakness. How are they there? fitting that into? I want to see salary cap adjustments <laughs> on this one. There's I mean, the Stoinis has always been a, a great performer at BB level. But his game's gone to another level um, this year, mm. and then Glenn Maxwell being there. Um, coming back after having a, a spell on the sidelines to work on his mental health. Well, he looks yeah. like he's a, coming back and refreshed and batting as Two well as ever. averaging 80, yep. you know, and after nine games and striking it. Maxwell's throwing 100, 170. 107. I mean, you could probably see why in those stats, you know, the likes of Hilton Cartwright probably go a little bit under the radar, but he's, even he's averaging 30-plus at the strike rate at close to 150. So. And what stung them in the past is losing a lot of their players to international duty. Yeah. Whereas this year, it hasn't been the case. They've only lost Hanscom and Zampa, mm. uh, two first-choice players, no doubt. But yep. when they come back in, it just makes the side even stronger. So wow. uh, yeah. they've got them and, like I said, the bowl. They've had, I mean, they've had Dale Stain and he's gone now. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. <laughs> it's, it, it, it really is. And, you know, you don't have Zampa bowling, but you've got Lumberjane. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. And then you've exactly. got Hinchcliffe. So it's, and then Coulton I was rested, and he's going to play the next yeah. game. Don't have Coulton I. You've got Harris Ralph who's coming out taking fifers and you know winning them games. So what a what a quality yeah what a, what a quality team. Um, as you said, they're the guys that are going to be the they're the benchmark at the moment. Yep. Um, and I think we'll be rewarded with this new final system. So you know, if you do go out and win, and they win another four or five games, they deserve two cracks at it. You know, yep. After fourteen games, you know, good luck to them. Absolutely. Okay. Uh, the Perth Scorchers. Uh, didn't go so well last year. Slightly better uh, in BBLO 9. Uh, they've got the Stars at home, then the Stars away. Then they play the Thunder at home and the Strikers at home. That's important for them because they've been going back and forth across the country oh, they got that's three or four times a week. That's ridiculous. But they home. have the Thunder and Strikers at home, back-to-back home games. I think that's going to be really Which, important for them. Yeah, I agree. And and, and they go know. back to Spotless to take on the Thunder in their last game. So they're all winnable. Yeah. Um, I just find it amazing how they can manage with that schedule. Like their schedule has been shortened this year, and I think it's the right thing to do. But I think that you know they need to try and work out a way for a team like the Scorchers. I mean, we had that travel period, and you know Sean Abbott went down straight after because we had a run of three games, and then um, you know he came back and bowled. And I think it was just it was a matter of uh, you know when, not if. So. It's it's really hard, and they they are doing I think really well given the schedule for them is is, is quite daunting, um, and I think this next couple of games will really set them up. This they've got the the, the best team in the comp. Yeah. You know if they can get they can jag a, one of those win if they can get a win there that gives you so much confidence going into knowing that you've got another two home games. So you beat the stars at home knowing you've got another two. That everyone would just be walking around bulletproof. Um, mm. And we know guys like Marsh, English, Livingstone at at home are yep. quality batters and you've got the likes of um, Bancroft who can control an innings. Uh, you know, they, they're, you know, has, without trying to sit on the fence, they are a massive threat. Um, Big time. And they know how to win. They've won the PBL three times. Yep, Mitch correct. Marsh is hitting them as hard as anybody. Oof, uh, having yeah. Jai Richardson there. Uh, Turner, know. who's on international duty when he comes back. I think Farwood Umber's been a really good buy for them. Absolutely. Um, what's he done? He's taken 11 wickets, only going at uh, seven and over there. So, 
he's been good up there. Ashton Agar again, they've got a pretty well-rounded attack uh, and, and and team. So yeah, well they've had Jordan. I think Jordan's been quite electric for him, hasn't it? You know, I yep. think for them it's a case of the overseas. I've really been impressed with the way that Jordan's been able to close out. Um, some of the innings and hitting the hole. Uh, English at the top of the order with 300, 350s, averaging 30, striking 155. He's, he's been great. I've really liked the way that he's been aggressive against, doesn't matter what kind of bowling. I think he, I remember Jimmy Pattinson coming back, bowling against him with the heat up there and he pulled him in front of square first ball. Mm. Um, and, you know, he's, and from what I hear is he's, he is an exceptional glovesman. I reckon he's the number two, speaking to some people around the country in regards to his hands or glovesmen around the country so right. um and a lovely guy to boot so yeah i mean they're again they've got they've got the quality and the and the talent there as you said i think farwed's been a great get for them yep um you know and that this is andrew time berendorf as well well you know you've got no yeah that's right you've got no aj tight you've got no berendorf you know you're missing turner and you're missing agar um they've and still been able to sort of piece things together and they lost cartwright and coulton Isle. They yeah, went to the stars, it's been so. a mass exodus, hasn't it? Sospa, Sean Marsh, gone. Yeah, that's true. That'd yeah. be interesting. These stars game would be the. Um, oh yeah, back. Yeah, there might be a revenge cup. Could yeah. All right. So how does that? What, who comes out with that revenge cup? So that just be Hilton Cartwright and, and Mitch cool. Marsh just, <laughs> just yeah. standing there, the, <laughs> there and Colton Isle in the background. Yeah. Um, I like it. I like it when guys move around and change a bit of. It's good. It's yeah, it adds a bit of flavour to the it. tournament. Up. Yeah, it does. Yeah, I mean. Uh, I'd never go and move to any other team. That's because no team would want me. Uh, <laughs> and the problems I might carry with me, no. But I understand why guys do move, whether it be for opportunity. You look at the likes of Cartwright and what he's been able to do, say, at the Stars. You know, he's moved. It, it, it takes a player out of their comfort zone, mm. freshens them up, gets them new ideas, new perspectives on the game. They can play in a different, you know, Hilton Cartwright, instead of having to travel, you know, doing all that travel, he can set up base in Melbourne, experience a different culture or something he's different to. And, uh, you know, I don't begrudge players doing it. There is loyalty, but there's also guys who want to improve and change their game. And I, I tip the cap to any player who wants to go out and do that. Um, I think the big one is Darcy Short. Yeah, great. Yeah. WA, Hobart, goes to Tassie, <laughs> completely different. Yeah. And they've given him a chance going up in the batting. He's become an international yeah. player. He's well, leading run scorer, baby player of the tournament, back to back. I agree. And I mean, we've got Philippi here, haven't we, at the yeah. Sixers? He's a classic example of the same thing. You know, here's the gloves. Here's the thing. You know, just cut the chain and go, mate, do your thing. And we support him in that endeavour. And for some players, it actually helps their overall game, I reckon, because they come back, they play, you know, they get rid of those confines of where they might not be hitting the wall and they just get that bit of freedom, bit of fresh air, um, different, different perspective on the game. And. They fire, and you, you you literally are seeing that with most guys who do move. Yeah, righto. Sydney Sixers, right. second Sixers, place. Yeah. Last start uh, wasn't great, but before that, absolutely flying. You've got the Hurricanes on Thursday night, and then you go uh, Sydney Derby uh, on Saturday, and then mm. you've got the Stars at home, heat up there against AB de Villiers and finish off with the Renegades at the SCG. Uh, things going well. Six wins, three losses. Where can the the Sixers improve considering you've got the likes of Hazelwood, Lyon and Stephen Smith to come into the 11 at some point. Yeah, it's good, isn't it? They have some exciting names to come back, aren't they? So yeah. I've seen, I haven't seen Steve play for the Sixers in many years. Yep. I think one of the things that we've... I think one of the things we've always done as a team is we've, like, in the close games or the close battles, we've found a way to get over the line because of that team performance. I think we talked about it before the Stars game. Almost everyone who'd played up until then... Um, had contributed 
to a win or been a standout performer, whether it be Popey, who's bowling beautifully yep. and really improved. I mean, what's his number? You know, he's played eight games, taken 10. Ten, 10 wickets, and, you know, where he's improved from last year. Ben Menenti, the off, he's been exceptionally well. And Tom Curran, I mean, what a what a superstar he's been in some of the games. You know, he's been a little bit hit and miss yep. with his bowling, but the times we've needed him to come in and bowl and win us a game against the Thunder in a Supervover. Some of the batting too. Unbelievable. Yeah, jeez. Great all-round package, and he's a guy you want in your team. Um, and that's without the guys firing. We haven't played our best cricket yet. Well, you you'll be like the Renegades last year. You've only got 250s. Yep. And they're both from Philippi. It's almost, it's almost each year when we talk about the team, we go, you know what, there hasn't been... You know, maybe last year was a bit different. We had you know some guys in the, the batting and the bowling that were at the top of the league, but majority of the time it's just guys contributing here and there because we, you know, we do realise that you know one day it's not going to be your day, but maybe you can do a holding role and then you know yep. this will be someone else's day today. Um, I think Jackson Bird's another noteworthy mention who's been great at the top, um, and you know having Moses back after the pregnancy after his wife's had a baby, yep. um, little Archie is it's great to have him back in his leadership. So. You know we're optimistic. We're coming off an absolute thumping, let's be honest, against the Stars. But we've got some, we've got some work to do. We've got three games at home. We love playing our cricket here. Uh, hopefully the weather can play ball. You know what? If it does rain, good on it. We do need rain. So this will be the first time ever I'd be happy to for it to, yep. to to rain down and, and miss a game of cricket. Yeah, um, exciting. Having I mean, you touched on him just before, but Steve Smith. Hopefully, getting for those last three games. Mate, I'm buying. I've, I've, I'm going to buy tickets online <laughs> because I probably won't play. So I'll buy. I'll be buying a few tickets. Um, yeah, Steve Smith. I mean, Just how good was Josh Hazelwood when he's back? Once the game, twelve off three. Yeah. Josh Hazelwood, he ladies and gentlemen. What about that? Two good shots. Yeah. Well, I'm going to say all three. The third one, he said he he, he meant as well. That little nick under the what under, the full the toss. Yeah, off the tail of the if bat. If he meant to do that, he's yeah. been batting. I'm a swordfish. Yeah. Well, you know. As he said, you know, easy game, boys. So I think up until then his strike rate was about 35. And now he's... He doubled his career BBL tally or something like that. Doubled his runs and ended up with a strike rate of 300 and then got in a plane and went to India. So come back, Josh. If you're running drinks over there, you can come and play for us, mate. There's a spot here. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Do you remember Steve Smith? He captained the the Sixers to that BBL 01 title. Sure, he was a bit stockier back then, had the... Bright blonde yeah, tips. I was there. I was, there. I was yeah. on the field with him. Yeah, yep. Smudger. Yeah, I had, come a long way, hasn't he? I, I remember smudging his blonde tips because I had blonde tips and followed <laughs> Smudger with his blonde tips, and he was five years younger than me. <laughs> so, um, yeah, and then he, he also did he captain? No, he didn't captain the didn't captain the Champions League when we went over there. Hadden, but he played Hadden was yeah. Yep. So. Yeah. Uh, all right, last team, the Sydney the, Thunder. The Sydney Thunder. Yep. Six spot. Uh, they start off the season in fantastic fashion, but have come back to pack. Slightly, um, I think for them, it's their top three mm. with with Hales, Kawaja and Ferguson. Yeah, those guys hold the key for them. Um, I agree, but I also like the looks like Ross. I think Ross has been a great signing for him because yep. he at the Thunder home ground there, it, it generally spins. It could be quite slow, but he reverse sweeps really well. But you can also attack down the ground where it's a bit shorter. So mm. I think he's quite a um, He's been quite good for them as well. You know, averaging over 40, strike rate of 120 plus. But you're right, you know, Callum early on had the yellow hat. He was, yep. the, he was the big dog. Um, Hales has been, you know, really exciting. And Usman, you know, my mind goes back three or four years where he played and he went 100 in the semi, 100 in the final and single-handedly got them over the line. Yeah, and that was when the team which had Callis and Russell and Hussey, I mean. Yeah. That's right. It's pretty so, exciting. Yeah. So, you're right. And uh, again, you know, they're not out of it. Let's have a look at their run home. They've got the Renegades. 
at home. The Sixers, we got there on Saturday. Uh, and the Scorchers at home. So they've still got three games at home. We'd expect them to play a little bit better where they haven't won, I don't think. I don't think they've actually won a game yet at home, yeah, have they? They won. They won. beat the Hurricanes. They beat the last Hurricanes start. in the last one. Okay. Yep. So they've won one. Um, they, play, they play the Renegades in Canberra as tonight as we record this podcast. So, okay. Yeah. Right. So that's... That's a big game. That's a big game for them to set up their season. Well, they need to beat the Renegades. Yeah, you got to you got to beat a team that's zero and nine. Zero and nine to make it zero and ten. Has yeah. there been a team in the Big Bash that's been zero and ten? Well, no, there hasn't. The Thunder held the previous season. They lost all those games, all eight games one season, yeah. and they've also lost nineteen in a row over a couple of seasons. <laughs> it's pretty tough going early doors for the, uh, the Sydney Thunder. Yeah. And well, then they brought Hussey over and it sort of started yeah. to steer the ship and they ended up winning in 05. Yeah. Or Bebel 05. Right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no one's gone. gone no one's gone no big one for them. Well, they've lost, I mean, you know, they've lost Green. Sam's has got the, you know, been bowling as you'd, as you'd expect, taking a lot of wickets up. Hasn't from been scoring many runs. He's got four ducks. Four this ducks. Yeah, that's. <laughs> just. That's just funny, drop funny one, game cricket. Drop one at your feet and run. We call that Audi, don't we? If you get four in a row, five will be yep. the Olympic rings. Yep. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, I think, again, their spinners have been... I, I like the look of their spinners. You know, they've got Arjun there, uh, who took a bit of tap in that short game. But outside of that, I think it's been pretty good, along with John O'Cook um, and Morris there overseas, who have been really impressed with how quick he's bowling. You know, he yeah. bowls absolute heat. Yeah. Um, probably need a bit more out of Chris Tremaine. Only two wickets in seven games. Yeah, I mean, that's... I thought he was a good buyer coming up from the Renegades, but just hasn't quite hit his straps yet. Yeah, I think... Yeah, I, I would have thought the wicket would have suited him as well because he, it's a similar wicket to the Renegades one where it can be a little bit... That back of length can keep a bit low and play a bit dicey. So um, I guess that's the benefit of a longer tournament as well. These guys who are class, like Tremaine, um, you'd expect to come back and fire and, and yep. bowl a bit better. Um, so you get that longevity of it. I mean, you get through the 14 games if you do get there, and then you've got, you know, if you finish fifth, you're playing another potentially four games. So Three games. Three games. Yeah. Fifth place, fourth, then you play third, then you play second, then you play first. No, you play, if you finish fifth. Nah, no, it's like five versus four. Yeah, and plays the, play the winner. One and two, three and four, and then you play the winner of that, and two, you play the final. One. All right. That's five plays four, plays three, plays two, plays one. All right, we're going to have to... I think it's something like that. Yeah. There's lots of games. I think there's only f- there's four finals, right? Four, four, fi- four finals. I think if you finish fifth, you play fourth. So yeah. there's one game. Then you play third. You play the winner. No, you play yeah, third. Yeah, you play third. Third. Then yeah. the winner of that plays second. And then you winner of that plays yeah, first. So right. you've got four games. Yeah. Spot on. So you've got another, you know. So you do finish that's right, fifth. There are five finals games. Yeah, five finals r- games, yeah. yeah. So if you do finish fifth, I mean, it is a long way home. But... You think about it, say if you are the Thunder or whoever, if you're finishing that fifth position and you come in with a bit of momentum just to scratch into there, you know, that will go a long way into you doing it. Cause well, the Heat, did, the heat did it in, the heat did it in um, 02, BBL 02. Yeah. They had to beat the Hurricanes. Yeah. They did that. Yeah. I think Pommers back got them over they the line. They did, yeah. And then they played the Renegades at Etihad. Yes. Or Marvel Stadium. Yeah. And, uh, got across. Big win there. Upset that in. They lost a game that year, yeah, the Renegades. Yeah. And then they went uh, to run. Perth and beat Akeemo Roach. Got three wickets. And the, uh, the, I think what you'll find as well is in finals, the team that finished fourth has generally had a lot of success. So in previous years, the, the fourth Thunder team, did it. When they won the comp, they Thunder did it. We did it in the first one. We had to go away, away to play. Played the Hurricanes and things. So I think you'd find yeah. that you know, fourth is not a bad spot. When you're coming in from behind and you're away at a home ground, someone else's home ground, the pressure seems to be on the opposition. Yep. It plays up to them more than it does for you because you're like, well, you know, who cares sort of thing. Um, but 
you know, now if you're finishing first, you get the extra crack at it. It's gonna, they're going to be hard to beat. Yeah. So the sixes and second, you want to get there as well. Two. You want, you know, you want top two. If you're playing, you want top two. That's that's the position you want to be in because it gives you. That's the only position you can be in where you're going to lose a match and still win it. Yeah. Um, third seems all right, but you have a bit of a break, don't you? You watch fourth and fifth play. You got to watch first and second play, and then you're sort of coming in from the cold, sitting mm. in third. That's um, interesting. Yeah. So. You know, so I've really, you want to be first or second or fifth? Well, yeah, there you go. There, that's you know what teams out there listening to this. Yeah, that's what your finish, targets yeah, are. Fi- yeah, start start yeah, getting in behind your team, coming fifth or first. It's it's hit or miss. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's it. We're, we're slightly longer than two and a half minutes per team, but I think it's fairly comprehensive. Yeah, we've nailed that. Um, can you see the top five, top five changing? I much? can see. You know what? I can just see at the moment that. It seems like it seems obvious at the moment. You go after nine games, but then you have a look at it now, and you see it start to bunch up in the middle. And the thing—I I mean, I don't like five teams in the finals. I, I don't think the fifth team should deserve the opportunity after fourteen rounds. But the beauty of it is, is there will be no dead games. Yeah, teams will be playing for something. Um, you know, even if the Renegades get four or five wins on the trot, they might be playing for. You never know. So every team's in it. Every game means something, which is. I think so important. So for fan engagement, from the players' point of view, you just can't. There's no point to try and rest players. And look at this. As you said, we're you know we feel like we've been playing great cricket, winning the tight games, and we're only one win out of the top two. Mm-hmm. You know from going down, our net run rate shocking. So for us, it's all about wins now. Um, so we have to keep winning. Games with stakes. Are yeah, great. game with a bit of even context. vegans appreciate games with stakes. Exactly. And I have to mention as well that the Sixers' next game is the uh, LGBT. QI or LGBT plus game yep. um, so we do want to promote group. a safe place absolutely uh, uh, gender diversity come down watch the sixes we'll be wearing the uh, the rainbow socks and getting in behind it um, so I'd love to see you out there at the cricket and uh, enjoying what is a lovely game and a very worthwhile cause absolutely thank you Steve for coming on thank you mate appreciate it Sam that's it for this week's episode of the Unplayable Podcast brought to you by Mastercard we'll be back next week with a special episode I won't tell you too much more about that but until then for all your breaking news live scores and video highlights of Australia's Tour of India and the KSC Big Bash League head to cricket.com.au and the CA Live app If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com.